0: Welcome to this week's energy show. Now, I'm a solar guy, so I do a lot of shows about solar and other energy-related issues. So, this week's show is about solar, but it's a related topic of solar. It's really all about sun exposure and sunburn and new research. So, another big benefit of sunlight, in addition to energy, is it's good for your health. Eh, That's what my parents used to say. Now, there's really important research that's recently been done that's coming out, and I think it's really important for people in the solar industry. It's important for anybody who's out in the sun, but especially solar installers who are in the sun a lot. Now, disclaimer, obviously not a doctor or an epidemiologist, so you have to do your own research, speak to your physician, figure it out yourself. Don't just take my word for it, but I'm just kind of giving you some new information out here. Now, for me, I've always wondered why sun exposure could be bad for us, since humans evolved in the sun, and buildings were relatively new, like over the last 10,000-year invention. Buildings came well after the wheel and the wall, if you you really must know. Now, many of my solar and solar friends, including family, have had some types of skin cancer. And anecdotally, all the solar people I know are generally very healthy. I mean, they're, they're working outdoors. But you know, once in a while, you get sunburn on your, your ears, the back of your neck, on your hands. The thing is, and what always kind of confused me, is that humans evolved in sunlight. Before we ever figured out how to make hats or Armani suits, we hunted and farmed, or you're probably half naked at the time. And so from evolution, our bodies have evolved ways to compensate for the energy that's coming from the sun and prevent some hazards to our health that would affect our ability to reproduce and kill us early from skin cancer. And some of these things you just kind of look at and say, well, why do people around the equator, why do they generally have darker skin? It's an evolutionary reaction. Now, a couple reasons. One may be because if anything's darker, it makes it easier to radiate away body heat. So when it's really hot and you have black body radiation, if your skin is darker, you're going to be able to radiate the body heat away faster. It's going to help actually keep you cool. Kind of the flip side is if you're in the sun, it's going to make you a little a bit warmer but if you're in the shade it's going to make you cooler now the other thing is darker skin the reason why skin's darker is it has more melanin not melatonin that makes you sleep it's melanin and that melanin protects the skin from sun exposure and there's just like, it's just scientifically been proven. The farther away from the equator, the cooler it gets in more northern latitudes, people's skin is lighter. They have less melanin. Okay, so here's the big boogeyman. What about sunburn? What's wrong with that? Well, heck, in primitive times, there was no such thing as sunburn. Not because there was some kind of primitive sunblock, there was no such thing as sunblock. The reason is we worked and lived and gradually built up a tan outdoors now in northern latitudes or mid latitudes where it was kind of you know cooler and less sunny in the winter and more sunny in, in the summer as it got into the sunnier months we got a tan heck and that's always worked it's pretty much always people who are out in the sun a lot are become tanned a deeper tan in the summer now more tan more melanin it's protecting the skin okay now the thing is, in more recent times, say, hey, over the last hundreds of years or so, when we're transitioning our whole society from people that worked outdoors farming or doing that kind of work to people who work in offices five days a week and are indoors a lot, and then they might go out. Play golf or go to the beach on the weekend. That's when the sunburn started happening. Just over, you know, just probably in the 20th century. So you may be out in the sun for a few days, and then boom, you get this really bad sunburn. So what happens? And that's why sunscreen was invented. It prevents sunburn for pale people who are only very occasionally in the sun. So what's wrong with slathering on the sunscreen? What What happens? Well, the th- thing is, it has a lot to do with the science all around vitamin D. And there's a great article in a recent issue of Outside Magazine, you can find it online, all about the science behind vitamin D and how scientists have gotten it wrong. So our medical scientists are often wrong about the practical benefits of things. They, they do some research, they might come up with something, and then boom, capitalism hits, and then you've got some companies making some products that are actually really the solution. And it may be that the science behind it was wrong. In the meantime, companies selling these products do great. So here's a big example. Margarine comes to mind. In the 60s and 70s, it was a really popular replacement for butter. Now, margarine was invented during World War II by basically bubbling hydrogen through oil because nobody had any butter and it kind of made some kind of spread, but it was a hydrogenated oil. And we really didn't know it was bad. We thought butter was bad, so to have this butter substitute, it turned out that the butter substitute, hydrogenated oil, was even worse. Same thing for eggs. I mean, we were told not to eat eggs in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. It turns out that the cholesterol in eggs is okay. Yes, eggs have a lot of cholesterol yes when there's a lot of cholesterol in your bloodstream it's bad but eating eggs doesn't increase the level of cholesterol in your body now cutting back on butter and eggs doesn't improve longevity my dad lived to be 86 years old and he had two eggs every morning that's maybe an anecdote there but that's the way things work same thing with vitamins, vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, a bunch of the others. These supplements have not really proven to be net beneficial. Net beneficial, it's like, okay, it's going to make you live longer. Other supplements like glucosamines, chondroitin, and fish oil, it doesn't necessarily show that it's beneficial. Fatty fish is good to eat, things like salmon. Taking fish oil pills is no substitute for eating fatty fish, because there's probably other stuff in the fish that's even better for you. It's not just the fish oil. So, Many of these supplements are really intended to correct for a lack of certain chemicals in your bloodstream. The logic is, and it's illogic, is if we have high cholesterol, we should eat foods with less cholesterol. Or if we don't have enough vitamin D, we should take a pill. Specifically regarding vitamin D, and this is where the research is really fascinating, vitamin D is a hormone. It's manufactured in the skin and the way it's manufactured, it comes from sunlight. What's turned out to be fact is that vitamin D supplements have failed in clinical trials. So this is where the research comes up. I did a study with 25,800 participants, and they found that high doses of vitamin C had no impact on cancer, on heart disease, or stroke. So the flaw in the logic is that it's more likely that if your body is deficient in vitamin C, it's a marker that something else is wrong. It's not that you specifically need more vitamin D. Something else is wrong. Now, we correlate the sun exposure to vitamin D, and you say, hey, let's just take vitamin D pills. But there's other things in the sun that are apparently better for you. All right, so Richard Weller, a dermatologist at the University of Edinburgh, studied this thing about nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is an important chemical in the body. Now, your skin uses sunlight to produce nitric oxide, not nitrous oxide. That's what's in whipped cream. It's nitric oxide. So when you go in the sun, your skin produces nitric oxide that goes into your body. Now, nitric oxide is really, really good for things like blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, and overall mortality. So what they found was there's an exact correlation between overall mortality it all rises the farther you get from the equator and all these diseases heart disease high blood pressure stroke they get worse in darker months so here's a correlation the farther north you get the more often these diseases occur and in darker months when there's less sun these diseases occur more often and then weller did a study where you expose volunteers to the equivalent of half an hour of summer sunlight without sunscreen okay sit under the sun lamp and get some sun Heck, my grandfather used to say go sit in the sun lamp for 10 minutes everybody they thought he was crazy throw that thing out turns out 50 years ago he was right so when he exposed these volunteers to the sunlight their nitric oxide levels went up and their blood pressure went down so that's a good thing sunlight blood pressure goes down High blood pressure is the leading cause of premature death and disease in the world. So maybe maybe there's a a more accurate correlation and taking vitamin D pills isn't going to solve things. And staying out of the sun, although it may reduce a little bit of skin cancer, it's actually going to cause a worse problem. Okay, so what if this additional sun exposure increases the rates of skin cancer and possibly death? Okay, because it is proven that a lot of exposure to the sun, certain types of exposures are better or worse, but a lot of exposure causes skin cancer, and people die every year from skin cancer. Well, the research is showing, and this is not you know accepted by everyone, but although the sun does increase skin cancer and death skin cancer, it decreases death rates overall. So there's more benefits to getting sun than drawbacks. Okay, so kind of digging into the details, and, and I'm not an expert on this, certainly, but there's two kinds of skin cancer a type called carcinoma, and there's a type called melanoma. Now, surprisingly, people who get carcinomas, skin cancer carcinomas, they have a longer life expectancy. Oh, so maybe... You know, there's something good about the result of sun exposure, which is carcinoma, and that something good is a longer life expectancy. Maybe because people with carcinoma have a healthier outdoor lifestyle. So they're outdoors more, they might get a little bit more sun. So the kind of tricky cause, in fact, it might not necessarily be the sun. It may just be that they're healthier, they're more active, they're outside. Maybe they're getting a lot of fresh air and not, you know, recycled building air. Okay, the other type of skin cancer is melanoma. That's the deadly type of skin cancer. It's much rarer. It's only 2% of skin cancers. Now, what's also interesting is outdoor workers, people who are outside a lot, have half the melanoma incidence compared to indoor workers. So go figure, right? So what's happening is they've figured out that melanoma is most strongly associated with intermittent sunburn especially among young people so you know kids who were indoors five days a week playing video games and are kicked outside by their parents and say go out and play on the weekend or go to the beach on the weekend and they get a really bad sunburn that's what is associated with melanoma so Obviously, the solution there is, is is to make sure that, A, your kid isn't indoors playing video games all the time, and, B, if when they are out in the sun and they're kind of pale, make sure they use sunblock. That's a good time to use it. Okay, so kind of digging into these details a little bit more, Swedish researcher Pele Linquist tracked the sunbathing habits of 30,000 women over 20 years. Yeah, this is a pretty good study. It's, it's interesting. So what he found was these sun worshipers, had lower levels of blood clots and diabetes. They had higher rates of melanoma. Okay, you can kind of expect that. But they were eight times less likely to die from melanoma. So over 20 years, the sun avoiders, the people that stayed out of the sun. They weren't sunbathers. They were twice as likely to die as sun worshipers. Think about George Hamilton. He's probably still alive. So these sun worshipers, people with a good tan, they're going to last longer. And so Lundquist kind of pointed out that the avoidance of sun exposure is a risk factor of a similar magnitude as smoking in terms of life expectancy. So if you're not in the sun, it's almost as bad as if you're smoking in terms of life expectancy. Yeah, it's kind of a stretch, but it's kind of an interesting point. All right. Going back to this researcher, Weller, he said the findings are pretty intuitive. Once again, it's kind of what I talked about at the introduction of the show. Homo sapiens, humans, have been around for 200,000 years. Until the Industrial Revolution in the 1900s, we lived entirely outside. Yeah, we, had, we worked outside. Yeah, we lived in, in houses and in huts and shacks, whatever. But we were usually working outside. So he asks, "How did we get through the Neolithic era without sunscreen? Actually, the way we got through is perfectly well. And what's counterintuitive and what's wrong is that dermatologists are saying, "Don't go outside, you might die. That's actually wrong. Go outside, you're going to last longer. Okay. So what are some of the other benefits of sunlight? sunlight triggers the release of a number of other important things in your body compounds in your body not just nitrous oxide but things like serotonin and endorphins okay so serotonin and endorphins those things make you feel good you go outside you feel better and there's some chemical reasons for that so they're also finding that sunlight reduces the risk of prostate breast colorectal and pancreatic cancers it improves circadian rhythms heck you know i fly a lot Fly around the world, and they say you know the way to adjust to a new time zone is get out in the sun. The sunlight affects your brain and it allows you to readjust your circadian rhythms more quickly. So, other physiological factors: sunlight reduces inflammation and dampens autoimmune responses. You know those things are kind of hard to tease out, but you know basically, the sunlight's improving virtually every mental condition you can think of, and it's free. People, you go out in the sun, you're happier. People say, I'm depressed. I'm in a dark place. Okay, well, let's get undepressed and get in a bright place like out in the sun. Oh, by the way, the sun is free, and if you haven't noticed at all, I'm a big fan of solar energy, and it's becoming one of our major energy sources. Okay. Where do the dermatologists and the scientists come out on this who are kind of like the ones that are taking off skin cancers and recommending sunscreen? Okay, well, unfortunately, the American Academy of Dermatology is still recommending that all people, regardless of your skin color, protect yourself from the sun's harmful ultraviolet rays. Uh, how do you protect yourself from ultraviolet rays versus infrared rays, invisible rays? You really can't tell. Well, if you're wearing clothing, that works, but then they're recommending slathering on the sunscreen. They say, seek the shade. Okay, that's obvious. Wear protective clothing. Hats are good. And not a baseball cap. you got to wear a wide-brim hat because that's going to cover the back of your neck and especially the tips of your ears. And then they're also recommending using a broad spectrum. That means it's going to block all of the type of UV radiation and make sure that the sunscreen is water resistant, not only if you're going to go swimming, but because you can sweat it off and they're recommending something with a sun protection factor of 30 or higher. I mean, heck those SPF numbers have just been going higher and higher and higher. And really, what you should be doing is wearing clothing and getting a little bit of a tan. Okay, so the American Academy of Dermatology isn't really, you know, they completely have not bought into the fact that the net benefit from sun is higher than the hazard that a small number of people would die from skin cancer. But then you kind of go around the rest of the world and you say, what do other councils, what do other scientists recommend? The Cancer Council of Australia's official paper... And this was endorsed by the Australian College of Dermatologists. This is what they say. They say that the ultraviolet radiation from the sun has both beneficial and harmful effects on human health. That's what we've been talking about for the whole show. They say that there's a balance required between excessive sun exposure, which increases the risk of skin cancer, and enough sun exposure to maintain adequate vitamin D levels. And you kind of trace that down. The the sun exposure actually creates nitric oxide, and then there's a marker for vitamin D. But it's really the other effects of the sun. And so basically, they're saying that the benefits of sun exposure may, they're still qualifying it, may extend beyond the production of vitamin D. And this council is also saying that other possible beneficial effects of sun exposure include reduction in blood pressure, Suppression of autoimmune disease and improvements in mood. Ah, you know, we we know that that's kind of a cultural thing. You're in a dark place, get in a light place. Okay, so Australia's official advice. Here's the numbers. When the UV index is below three, which is true for most of the continental United States in the winter, sun protection is not recommended unless you're near snow or other reflective surfaces. So it's really bright. You got to wear sunglasses, then maybe you need it. But in the winter, if you're, you know, here in... in Northern California, if you're outside in the sun in the winter, it's really hard to get a sunburn. And that's what Australia is recommending. And what Australia is also recommending is to support vitamin D production. It may also be things that are related to the sun. Spend some time outdoors in the middle of the day with some skin uncovered. So even in high summer... Australia recommends a few minutes of sun a day. A few minutes isn't a lot. The reason why they're recommending only a few minutes is people may not have much of a suntan and they're basically going to get burned. That's not great, but gradually build it up just like we did when we were kids. All right, here's what the British Association of Dermatologists says enjoying the sun safely while taking care not to burn can help to provide the benefits of vitamin d without unduly raising the risk of skin cancer okay that's great britain it's pretty far north i'm not necessarily known as a really sunny place i wish i had some data more from like you know Spain or southern France. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about sunscreen. I've always been really skeptical about slathering chemicals all over my skin. I mean, the only time when I ever really use sunscreen, and I might use an SPF 30, is if I haven't been outside for a long time, maybe in the spring, and it's a sunny day, and I've got to be up on the roof or working outside, and then I won't put the sunscreen all over my body. I'm only just going to put it on my neck and maybe the tips of my ears and my nose. I'm going to wear a wide-brimmed hat. The bigger concern for me, I kind of look at the ingredients on the side of a sunscreen bottle. Who knows what the negative effects of absorbing, because this stuff's absorbed into your body. Oxybenzone, avobenzone, octosalate, octocrylene, homosalate octinoxate zinc oxide and titanium dioxide i mean you know these things sound who knows what they are but it sounds like something that you put in paint they're pigments it, re- it reflects the sun or absorbs the solar radiation but that's absorbing your skin i don't like it okay so those are some bad things a little bit of other data just not necessarily about sunscreen but sunscreen is bad for coral reefs oxybenzone and octinoxate encourage coral bleaching and kill reefs So Hawaii is going to ban these sunscreens starting in 2021. You go to Hawaii, you're not allowed to get sunscreen in Hawaii, and you're not allowed to buy sunscreen that you bought in the continental U.S. and slather it on your skin, and then go in the water because it's going to kill the coral reefs. In Key West, I guess that's also sort of part of the continental U.S., but just barely, they may deny it. Key West is also considering banning these sunscreens too. You know, Anywhere along the continental U.S. where you've got a lot of coral reefs, this is probably going to happen. They're going to ban a lot of these sunscreens. Or they're going to say you can only use a sunscreen with some of the other chemicals. And heck, who knows what's going to happen with that. So, you know, it might be with coral reefs that these sunscreens reflect the sunlight and the coral reefs need the sun, otherwise they die. Who knows? All right, so here's my conclusion. Vitamins As you know, vitamins can't replace fruits and vegetables no more than vitamin D supplements are a substitute for being out in the sun. So my advice, and boy, take this with a grain of salt, I'm not a doctor, but obviously, avoid getting sunburn. Wear protective clothing and a hat. Be very careful about young children. I mean, probably all of us remember time when we kind of, you know, our parents weren't watching us, or maybe when we were young adults and we went out in the sun and we got a sunburn because we really, you know, didn't have our parents saying, so "Put sunblock on." Boom. But I would also recommend do what we did as kids in the sixties or seventies: build up a tan gradually from being outdoors. By the end of the summer, you'll have a good tan if you're out in the sun every once in a while. And you get plenty of the healthful benefits from sunlight and also from being outdoors. Also, giving you some advice, this is just you know, quotes, but talk to your doctor or your dermatologist. And then most importantly, because your doctors and dermatologist, they're probably looking at the, the, the FDA research, the U.S. research. But do your own research. Poke around a little bit. All right. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts.